0: and welcome to Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I am one of two Hannah's, Hannah Hart. (laughs) I'm Hannah Gelb. (laughs) And today, I'm going to tell Hannah Gelb a story she has never heard before. Trigger warning, it involves lots of bees. Enjoy! (laughs) Hello, Hannah Gelb. Hello, my buddy. My pal, my buddy, my pal, I'm so happy to see your beautiful face, extra beautiful today because, uh, <laughs> I don't know, did you give yourself a quick spit shine before this video call? You know, I decided
1: that in order to be my best podcasting self, I needed to not be wearing the clothes that I slept in, wash my face, mm, mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. just put maybe put a little eye makeup on, you know, just... Just brighten mm. things up, just just to get the attention of the muses and let them know that I'm here with a serious intention to uh, make art about people writing fan fiction about us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's got she's got a hidden agenda, but we'll be talking about that in next week's episode, Hannah. Sorry. This is a weekly show. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're time traveling a little bit here. Um, but I will say that this is the first time I think I've seen you with any any sort of uh, makeup or human clothes or anything since right? this whole lockdown started over 60 days ago. And my buddy, I want you to know that you are beautiful. You're beautiful, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. With or without face paint. You're a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful woman. And I love you. I love you, dude. You know, one of the pleasant
1: side effects of this horrible thing is I I think we've never talked so frequently as we have during this crazy pandemic.
0: I agree. There are many pleasant side effects to this crazy pandemic, one of which is uh, what we're going to be talking about here today, which is LNI's venture into urban beekeeping.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, I have a question. Yeah? Are bees
0: important? Mm, bees are so important. Like... <laughs> They're so important. I know that you know the answer to that, and I appreciate you (laughs) asking that question. Bees are crucial, Hannah. Bees are what keep us going as uh, humans. Without bees and their pollination of our crops, we... Would not be able to produce the amount of food that we produce to feed the amount of people that we produce.
1: Wow, it's almost like we live in a delicate web—a a circle of
0: life, <laughs> a circle of life, a biosphere of life. We just watched the documentary Biosphere Two. Whoa! I got a quick sidebar before I get into this B story. This is our A story. Ah, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's a real B plot coming through. Oh my um, god. Yeah, thank you. So we watched this movie recently called Biosphere 2, which is all about how in the 90s, I think, you know, I remember the the comedy movie Biodome with like Pauly Shore or whatever that guy's name was. You remember Biodome? And it's like an average person gets locked in this like high tech. I remember Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely. So it's it's basically a documentary about this experiment that happened in the 90s where eight people lived inside of a biosphere, to see completely vacuum-sealed, cut off from the rest of the planet to see if we as humans were at the point where we could create our own biosphere. That way we could live on the moon or other planets where there's no oxygen. So basically it's about creating, is it possible for humans to create atmosphere? And, spoiler alert, the answer is no. I was going to say, I was like, mm -hmm. I have a hunch. (laughs) Double spoiler alert. The guy who buys the biosphere at the end of the documentary and takes over the whole project and takes over all of the global data and all of the climate data that they gathered over two decades. Is it Elon Musk? Steve Bannon. Shut up. Yep. Yep. Uh, he has that kind of money? Breitbart, Steve Bannon. Yeah, dude. Literally. Oh, God. The people in the documentary get so upset about it. And they're like, there's a reason why. But it's a totally personal reason. It's like a vendetta against humanity. I don't know. Watch the documentary. It's on Netflix now. Uh, it's called Biosphere 2. Actually, I don't know if well, it's on Netflix. It's my on mom's Hulu, always maybe. telling
1: me how rich people all have escape plans. They're all like they have a plane ready to go. They have, like, a, a a bunker somewhere with, like, a year's worth of food. They have a pilot they've paid off, and they're like, we're going to take care of you and your family. But when, like, the shit hits the fan, we're leaving. Yeah, let's like get out of And, like, fuck everybody here. else.
0: I just can't believe that the, the roots of evil seem to be so continuously linked to the same individuals, which means that I think we stand a chance as soon as we just catch them. And we just get them. and We just take away their power. And then it'll be like another millennia till humans who crave power (laughs) rise to the top.
1: Yes, I'm always saying I don't understand why we continue to allow five, six doughy piles of (laughs) bones and skin to run the country. We can gently all, we can 300, we can all, okay, some of us are babies. I'm going to say 200 million Americans could right now, we can gently walk to DC. We can gently, gently Six feet apart, hump. bro.
0: We are in a pandemic.
1: Okay, mate, we'll have to wait a little bit. Hazmat Just suits. pick him
0: up. Don't Put do in violence Indonesia. to him.
1: Just deposit him 100 yards away and be like, you don't get to be here anymore. <laughs> anymore. Like, this is not your job anymore. We decided, the 200 million of us and the 100 million babies. I don't know how many mm-hmm. babies there are in America. Um, <laughs> we, you're not good at this. Like, why yeah. do? We, why does he have to show every day? How horrible he is! Anyway, okay,
0: that's true. We as creatures, we as creatures of being, and as a shared organism, have the choice who our leaders are, which segues beautifully into my harrowing, shocking tale. Of what happened with the bees. Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
1: man. Well, okay. So, I I think I need a little backstory. So, I know Ella had expressed interest in beekeeping. I do remember, and this was like uh, some months ago, Mm -hmm. when Ella was saying, I want to get into bees. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and that's actually the last that I heard of it. So, uh, Mm -hmm.
0: bees. (laughs) Oh, well then, yeah. So, we... (laughs) So there was this really great TEDx talk. It was like, it's under 15 minutes. So for those of you who have uh, minor attention spans such as uh, myself, it's really great. It's a TEDx talk, and it's about bees and beekeeping. And it's by this guy who later goes to found the Best Bee Company. So Best Bees is a company that brings people hives. You pay, you buy a hive, and you volunteer as a citizen science research point for the data about why all our bees are dying. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but many, one of the things that's one of the major global concerns we have is about our insect population, bees included, and many of the pesticides that we use to keep the bad bugs off the stuff we want, blah, 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 um, are also killing the bees. And But also, bees are just dying, mysteriously. We don't know why, but waves of bees are dying. So oh, participating, God. yeah. So by buying a buying a beehive, not just for our own, you know, Personal uses, aka our future venture, Hella Good Honey. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> That's so. Uh, oh, can I draw the logo for you, Hella Good Honey,
0: Annagel? There's no one else who. Oh would. my goodness! Of course, my love. Of course. <laughs> you can start your drafts now. Oh um, my god!
1: Okay, I'm gonna also uh, put. I'm under this. I'm gonna put Hella Good Hummus. I think that should be. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. Anyways, Okay. Yeah. Hannah Um, an offshoot of the Hella Good Honey Corporation. <laughs> uh, so, right, so we are a citizen science research point, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this project, I, as someone who's never been stung by a bee, uh, I think of bees the way I think of other people's dogs, which is… <laughs> so- I, Not that interesting and maintain a distance. <laughs> I, I, I love and appreciate them. But yes, they are also fine over there. Like, I yeah. don't need to be your person, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as opposed to other people's cats, where I'm like, love me. Uh, love me. <gasps> I just realized you've never met my cat in real life. I, it's going to be okay. I promise I will. As long as long You stay safe. <laughs> okay. I stay safe. You know, if there's going to be like another massive lockdown, I think you should just GTFO up to here. But we'll talk about that later. And there is going to be another massive lockdown. Don't forget, everybody, reopening just means we have enough room in the hospital for you. So friendly reminder of the situation we're in. Dude. Medically, nothing has changed. (laughs) right? Yep. Um, so anyway, so I told Ella because of my feelings about bees, AKA they're fine over there. I'm fine over here. Bees like the ocean. I revere with distance and respect. Um, (laughs) I was like, Ella, this is entirely a you-based project. I'm doing the wedding. This is all on you, you know? So Ella saves up her savings and gets her little bee deposit ready. And she uses her savings account. Bee deposit! Mm-hmm. And makes the first deposit. And lo and behold, weeks later, we are now the proud guardians of a hive of domesticated bees.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So she she made a a payment to Best Bees, and they sent, like, all the materials and and the bees
0: and beekeepers that came to install it. They checked oh, once a week. Oh, okay.
1: I so, was going to ask. I was like, do the bees come in a box?
0: <laughs> we, so Ella signed up for the certification, the beekeeping certification. But unfortunately, because of the pandemic, she wasn't able to take the classes. But it's fine because Best Bees sets you up with local beekeepers who come and check on the hive and maintain the hive and, you know, make sure the bees are doing good and take all the the data, the science research data and sends it back to Best Bees. Anyway. We have our hive set up. It's a box filled with bees in the back. So When was this? Maybe three weeks ago. Okay, because I'm like, I've been
1: to your backyard. I, I did not see bees. So it must have been... Oh, this has know. all
0: happened within the last 60 days. Yeah. Right.
1: So, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, so it's behind. It's it's over there. So it's a box filled with bees, la la la. Ella, <laughs> who has just like that gentle... Like, I love all God's creatures, you know? Like, I love... I love life. Just this morning I was crying about just racial injustice. I just can't help it. I don't I just can't help but cry because it's just so unfair and so fundamentally wrong and so simple and so black and white. No pun intended, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm not going to go there right now, but uh, yeah. You have a big heart, my friend. You're too. It hurts. It hurts, man. So, um, anyway, Ella in her sweet fairy way you know, checks on the bees every day, even though she has no idea what bees do. She goes over there and she sits with them and she watches them and she takes videos and she takes pictures. Oh, that's wonderful. And she watches them deposit their pollen, la, la, la. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. flash forward to this weekend, meaning like three days ago. (laughs) I'm in my studio, and I'm working on an upload for a brand deal, like a video I have to upload at a specific time. Um, most recently, it's a funny video, you guys, if you want to check it out. It's called What's it, What It's Really Like Living with Hannah Hart. Basically, Ella, <laughs> Ella talks about um, our chores in our household and calls me out about um, how many socks I leave everywhere. And look, here's the only thing I'm going to say about that. When my feet want to be free, I take those socks off. <laughs> <laughs> Kitchen, couch living room. It doesn't matter where I am. My feet want to be free. They're out of those socks. Boom.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited to watch this video.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Ooh, okay, wait, wait. I have a question. Do you get a queen? What a great question, Hannah. The answer is yes. And that's exactly what I want to talk about. And I'm going to tell you all about our queen right after this. <laughs>
1: Something that's interesting, yeah. Little, little B side note, yeah. Little B side note. Remember when a week or two ago, the powers that be. Mm. Oh,
0: <laughs> the powers that be. Hannah, I want to. You know what? Be my guest. Like. Be- <laughs>
1: um. We're like, oh, do you not have enough to be anxious about? Here's some, um, did you know there's things, these things called murder hornets that destroy bee colonies? Like, go in there, kill the queen, eat all the bees, eat the honey. But why is it that the Japanese bees, I think those are the only bees that figured out how to,
0: a heat ball? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quick bee side note, the murder hornets, they don't eat the bees, they decapitate them and steal the honey. So they rip their heads off and steal the honey. Uh, See,
1: but- nature is...
0: Fucking metal, metal and it is, as shit. It is
1: fucking metal, I, man. And actually, on the insect level, I think it might be the most metal. I mean, I've seen gnarly insect shit just in my own.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. So, great point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sitting in the house on Saturday, uploading this video, and like 1 p.m. is the time I've scheduled everything to go. So, 1 p.m. is literally the only time of day that I can't, you know, really step away from my work that day. I'm in the studio. And I hear Ella shriek, but not in like a you know terror way, just like a ah and I'm like, what is it? Then I hear her go, They're killing her. (laughs) This is like
1: not funny, but I just so the situation is just I can just hear
0: you can just see it. So Ella comes running into the studio and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And she goes, They're killing her. And I'm like, honey, I I is this about the bees? And then she goes, Honey, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, honey. Huh? She was like, <laughs> The queen is outside the hive on the ground. And I'm like, I love you. I cannot do anything right now. She's like, It's a bee emergency. I was like, Contact the bee. People. It's I a love bee it. emergency. I was like, I can't do anything. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. It just give me 15 minutes, you know? Because it's literally mm-hmm. just like links and sending out all the assets and blah, blah, blah. So then Ella just runs out of the room. You know. Side note. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just doesn't say another word. Just runs out of the room. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, I'm so like anxious about humans that I'd be like, "Okay, I understand completely. Goodbye." But she's just like. No. So the queen bee they mark with a green dot because they when they come and check on the bees they check on the queen etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: you know Oh so she's not just like incredibly visually different looking. She I, is. I mean she she's is, big,
0: but like it's easier to find a green dot in a swarm of brown right, and yellow right, 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 than right, right, right. nothing right? So but she's bigger. Yeah, she's bigger. Um so anyway, what the scene that I come upon you know, Ella's contacting all the bee people. We're contacting everyone. We, don't, we aren't getting anything. You know, finally, I'm like DMing the, the best bee people. Like, we're having a bee emergency. Please, can someone talk to us? Because we don't know anything about bees. So anyway, I walk over to the hive. The bees are clearly agitated. They're normally inside. They're all outside the, the hive, the bee box, swarming around. And I see Ella, and she's staring at the ground. And she's like, look, look what they're doing to her. And I see the queen bee surrounded by a bunch of other bees, and it—I don't know what they're doing, but they're you know doing something. Uh, Meanwhile, the ground surrounding the bee box is littered with dead bees. So, what the fuck is going on? Right? Oh,
1: right! Some kind of like kamikaze like (laughs) bee (laughs) ritual.
0: Who knows? Who knows? So, you know, I was like, well, I mean, you know, we did know she was older. Apparently um, queen bees only live for about 12 months. They live about a year. Our queen had lived 13 months. So she was was older. We knew that sometime in the coming weeks she was going to die. Now, I assumed that when she died, she would die inside the bee box and we would have no idea. Not some sort of giant bee kerfuffle that was happening. So we don't know what's going on. We don't know if this is normal. I don't know. I don't know anything about bees. I avoid them at all costs. So <laughs> finally, we get somebody from the best bee people like on on the horn. And wait, you know, sorry,
1: right. I, I got to take a photo because I realized that your microphone is yellow and you're wearing black. So this is a bee themed conversation.
0: Oh, wait, I'm gonna do a screenshot. Instead. No, truly it is. I did it on purpose. It's a yellow bike. Oh. I was going to point it out later, but you noticed. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So finally, we're on the phone with the bee people. You know, we're like, there's a bunch of bees that have surrounded the queen on the ground. She's outside the hive. What do we do? And the bee people are like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, either uh, she died in the hive and her attendants have removed her body. or they rebelled against her, and she killed many in her battle to be free. Why would – what? why would they rebel? What the fuck? Who fucking knows, man? Are I do like, shit about bees, bro. Oh, my gosh. You know what? You, you know I what? D- I got to finish the story. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so – so we we're like, what's going on? What do we do? They that, you know, over time we notice that these surrounding bees are just moving the body farther and farther from the hive. Um, we're like, there's so many dead bees on the ground, and they're like, Well, how so many? We're like 20, 50, and they're like, Bah, that's not that many dead bees. That's normal. That's their graveyard. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me that what's happening right now, this elaborate. Thing is, just part of the bee process. Totally not anything to be alarmed about. And nothing you could have warned us about when you said the queen may die soon. You'd think if there's going to be a giant, like, ceremonial uprising, transfer of power, bee monarchy change, they would mention it. Like, don't be alarmed. But when stuff happens with the hive, it's dramatic.
1: Dude. Yeah. This is like the movie Jupiter Ascending,
0: but <laughs> in bee nature. Like, does it make sense? I heard du- that was a pretty bee movie anyway. <laughs> wow.
1: wow. Yeah. Well, especially if you're going to just see a pile of
0: dead bees. That seems very It was a- very alarming. shocking. It was very upsetting. Later did in you get the like day- a pamphlet? <laughs> no. We didn't get a pamphlet. Later in the day, I find Ella again in the backyard With a tiny leaf, and she's now picked up the queen and is taking her away to be buried. Yeah, and I'm like, honey, what if they need the body? I don't... And she's just like, no. She had named her, which I had advised against, but Queen Bebo. So she's now... (laughs) That is a good name. It is, right?
1: See, this is the issue. Humans, we don't even have... We don't even have... We are so less tough than fucking animals and insects. We're so less tough, dude. We're like, oh, but I'm attached to the queen. And they're like, fuck. They're like, hmm. Yeah. They're like, the wheel turns and returns.
0: Yes. No, literally. Basically. (laughs) So like, and another thing that was revealed. So during the reign of Queen Bebo the first, you know, which is a bee that's now dead apparently, you know, the bee company is telling us, oh, well, they did starve a couple times this winter. So the hive, the colony is a little weak. It's a very young colony. The queen is very old. Uh, you know, so a lot of X factors here, all of which I would have loved to know. And so now they're bringing over a new queen who's currently in the hive. We get to see if the bees accept her. Okay. And to sum this all up, queen Beebo the first, thank you for your service. Queen Bebo II has arrived, long may she reign. Okay, so, okay, Bebo Second. okay. Queen Bebo Second is now here. So the way they deposit a new queen in the colony is they put her in a tiny box filled with cotton candy-like sponge sugar and like a teeny tiny hole and pheromones, you know. She's got her own pheromones. So they put the box inside the hive. So the other bees gently start eating this sugar box eating their way towards the center. During that process, the queen gets enough room that she can wiggle out. But the bees are so high off the sugar and so excited about this sugar box that they don't even process the fact that there's a new queen. So, so she, she, it's,
1: they're just like, oh, she was here the whole time.
0: Yeah, Whoa. the pheromones tricked them, well, this is our queen who we serve. You know, man, that sugar box was crazy, guys. They anybody else feel weird? Did something change? <laughs> but, so, or they wow. kill her if okay
1: if, if they like, don't accept her if they don't why would they not accept her just newness just odor fucking,
0: who fucking knows man it's bees. bee wizardry we don't know. wait so but how
1: are you okay so what okay so what is the data that they're hoping to gather and how are you how do you guys how are we part of citizen science how do you help them gather the data? Do they just like come back and are like, oh, this happened.
0: We got it. I, I, you know, again, I really, I can't stress enough. Check out the Best Bees TED Talk. Um, I'm also going to be posting a link to that. Again, don't take my word for it. Inform yourselves. But here is my loose recollection of how we contribute. By analyzing the data of the honey, the honey that's produced by the bees, we see what plants they're eating, what plants they're not eating, and generally how they're faring in the area. So the uh-huh. importance of urban beekeeping is that we can use this information to inform cities and city planners about what they can do to help contribute to keeping bees alive in our nation. For instance, if every time a new, a new company was building a building or planning landscape, etc., the company has the data that says bees in this area, so bees in Southern California, respond best to flowers A, B, and C. Please consider, you know, in the same way people do like solar for tax benefits, I think the goal is to show enough companies that like this is contributing to America as a whole that they should, oh. you know, be considering the bees in part of their landscaping. So if they, Yeah, and like, see? Oh, what if you could make like mini bee parks? Or public parks or just anything that would help contribute to the bee health You know, which Mm -hmm. is a concern of the cities, right? So the idea is that with enough data, we can prove enough points and really make a positive impact, you know, collectively. Mm -hmm. But we got to get everybody on the same page, you know? We got to be a hive mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Well, I, got, I don't know, dude. That sounds a little bit like socialism to my
0: me. My favorite. It sounds uh, like some commie li- liberal propaganda. Commie liberal propaganda. A couple other Fast and Furious B facts I want to hit you with, Gelby, and mm-hmm. our beautiful earbuds. One, there's such a thing as B bouncers. That means that when honeybees go out and are, you know, pollinating, collecting, sometimes they get either a fermented flower, or fermented fruit, and they get a little buzz going on. They get a little <laughs> drunk, right? So there's yeah. literally bees whose job it is to check everybody as they come back in the hive. Check A, if they're a part of the hive or a feral bee, and B, oh. check if they're drunk oh my
1: gosh, you know that makes sense? Because they're like, the drones are in there making perfect little hexagons. They don't need a drunk guy in there like effing it all up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, Frank, no, let me, we're going to do like a circle high.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, man. Instead of making honey, like, Dude. you know, what if we made like agave? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, they can't do that.
1: I was just <laughs> thinking, wouldn't it be great if there was like Okay, this will never work because of Mm. litigation and America's obsession with not being um, capable or smart and Mm -hmm. also suing other people. But Mm -hmm. what if there was just like a, a, you know, like a public bee hive Mm. where bees were like just coming and going, not like, you know,
0: swarming. There would be bees around, but like people could watch them. So that is really, really great. So here's like the beekeeping aspect, right? You know, it seems very hippy-dippy to be like, well, why don't we just let them create their own queen? Why do we have to bring them a queen? Which is something I asked. I was like, well, why don't we just let them generate a queen? You know, there's Mm -hmm. bees in the area. Why can't the feral bees co-mingle with the domestic bees, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's like the equivalent of domestic dogs and wild dogs, right? Mm -hmm. So we as humans can only really, there are feral beekeepers out there, but we as humans can only really guarantee being able to control domesticated honeybees. Right, mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. we're doing urban beekeeping with our neighbors and whatnot, we can't let them commingle with the feral bees because then it'll just be a giant fucking feral bee swarm hive. Oh,
1: like the feral bees would be like, "We're taking over." Yeah,
0: they'd be like, "Yo, oh. this bee box is sweet." Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we will <laughs> like live- check out these fucking pussy bees right here. <laughs> Seriously, so it'll be like three hundred. Excuse my language. Imagine if you had. A two-by-two two box filled with feral bees, dude. You couldn't get near it. It would just take over our whole yard. But dude. the domesticated honeybees are like having a dog, you know? Mm-hmm, Being mm-hmm. like, oh, this is our dog. So these bees, they're so gentle. They don't even, like, respond when we come over. So, wow, yeah. So that's adventures wow. in beekeeping, my friend. Wow. So fascinating. Now I just want to read about
1: bees. I know. And I have this idea that, like, watching bees – just
0: bumble along. It would be like kind of like looking
1: at the ocean for nope. a long
0: time. Honestly, you know? Hannah, it really is. Ella really wants to set up like a GoPro and just do like a live stream on YouTube. There are a lot of channels that are just like live feeds of people's hives. Wow. But it truly, it truly is very soothing and very lovely. You know, so gosh, yeah. isn't
1: it amazing that nature is the answer to everything? You know what? It truly is.
0: Ah. <sighs> Well, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening to this story. And we've got a couple exciting housekeeping updates here for the Analyze This team. Numero uno is that to our patrons over at patreon.com slash This, the doodles and handwritten affirmations, I have sent out a ton. Hannah has sent out a ton. Hannah. Uh, I haven't really sent out a ton. I sent out ten. Um, well, well, to be fair, the art you're making is literal, like, art. You're making yeah. When I said doodle, I meant like doodle. But Hannah's over here making like beautiful hand-drawn geometric shapes and colors.
1: <laughs> yes. I just want to know if you've been like, where the F is my fucking doodle? I'm trying to put a lot of love and heart and soul into each one because I appreciate so much your support of our podcast. And I just can't
0: allow anything slipshod into the mail. And I I love that. You are successfully pouring a lot of love and effort into each one of these. And I applaud you for it. I am too. But mine are are easier to make because I'm Hannah Hart. And I'm just like, here it is. But they do have, they just have that. They've Wonderful got that Hannah little special something. Thank you. I agree. A tiny ant lifting a leaf saying, I am strong. Hmm. So if you, <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet been convinced to support this podcast over at patreon.com slash analyze this, please do. For $5 a month, you get the one of a kind Hannah. Well. Two of a kind. We have two generations now. Uh, analyze this pin. I, Hannah Hart, am packing and sending all of these things individually. I've got currently 167 pins to send. And I'm fucking doing it, man. So head over. Check us out. Thank you so much for listening. And we love you. We love you.
1: Don't be afraid to, uh, uh, you know, send us a DM or just say hi, you know, with maybe some B facts or other facts that you enjoy.
0: (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter. We love it. We love talking and we, we love you. And so, yeah, another great episode of analyze. this, guys. Check me out at Harto, H-A-R-T-O. You can find me all across the internet or Hannah Gelb's Twitter over at Hizzle Gizzle.
1: (laughs) Every day. I think I should change it. (laughs) Don't
0: change. I love you just the way you are. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Okay. Bye. Bye.